now. Hey, welcome to the Sports Reverends Podcast. I'm joined with some legends. I got the Drew Martin, all the way from Selkirk, Manitoba. I got the coach, my big bro. Oh, hold on. You mean the champ. Oh, correction. Let's get this straight while we're here. The champ is in the For building. What are you the nice. champ of? Our football uh, fantasy drive this year. The Sports Reverence Football Fantasy Fantasy Drive. drive. You can tell he is a rookie, and you can tell the quality of our players because he's a first-time player. First time. And champion. That's how it goes. Beginner's luck. I think this is what you guys did was you hooked me on fantasy now. You really wanted my entry fee. Well, I I sent this year out just so you could win. (laughs) Basically, he did. Joel was just saying, Coach was just saying, he hasn't won a trophy in a while, so... I needed this. He needed this one. Make you feel good. Yes. So, congratulations, congratulations. Well, my friends, let's hear the rundown from the coach. What's going on in the show? All right, we're gonna talk briefly about our most sentimental losses. Uh, We're gonna talk a bit about a lot about NFL. What happened over the weekend, which was insane. What's coming up? Uh, We're gonna touch on some controversial Hall of Fame in the MLB, and we're gonna go full blown depending on how you are what side of the coin you are. Full-blown controversy with Aaron Rodgers. And uh, chit chat about that. So let's uh, let's start off with Drew. What is your most sentimental loss, either as a player or just as a fan? Uh, well, other than this past weekend. I can't <laughs> use this past weekend. You can. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. No, uh, why not? Probably, I don't even remember what, what year this was. I think it was 2013. NHL playoffs. Mm. Uh, the Leafs were up four-one. The third period. Like, <laughs> wait, wait, isn't this multiple uh, years where they do this? And but go ahead, no, go ahead. This is this was this was four-one with ten minutes left. I was <laughs> stamping my way to the second round, uh, and they lost in overtime. Dion Phaneuf was flat out on the ice, not doing anything. <laughs> James Reimer couldn't stop a beach ball. <laughs> and uh yeah that was a sad day i i can feel your pain coming through coming through your words here uh i was thinking about this today and i think my most sentimental loss uh was actually coaching drew at provincials uh it was at lcs and i know i know dan's giving me a funny look and i'll, I'll explain why uh so lcs our old high school we all went there. We had JV Provincials for the first time ever. Gym was packed because we scheduled a game, obviously, in the afternoon. So you always had little kids screaming and all that stuff. It was great. Phenomenal. We were doing so well, and our best player goes down. And I didn't uh, go down. Well, he re-injures himself. Right? He re-injures I, himself. Didn't, I didn't go down. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, Drew was playing with the handicap, but I'm not keeping it fair for everybody. But Hayden goes down, and I look down to the bench, and I'm like, there is absolutely no one who can replace the points, the ball handling, and the poise 
of Hayden Glor. And so we, I think we were up midway through the third quarter, and it was just absolutely downhill from there. I think we, we were up, up losing... 20. Yeah, yeah, okay. I didn't want to give that many gory details, but um, coaching expertise aside, we just got the floor wiped with us. And I'll say this is my most sentimental, just because of the, what it meant to the school at the time. It was JV Provincials, kind of a big thing. And the place was packed. And as soon as Hayden went down, I'm like, in my heart, because there's very few games where I know we're going to lose. And most things when I'm playing or coaching, whatever, I'm in a sense of, hey, we're going to at least compete. As soon as Hayden went down, I'm like, oh, man, it's done. We're go- we're gone. Impossible. So that that's my most sentimental loss right now. Uh, Daniel, what is yours? You know, I think it has to be... Uh, it was the Eastern Conference semifinals. Vince Carter versus Allen Iverson. That corner three just rimmed out and just we never recovered. We haven't recovered. We didn't recover until we traded for Kawhi. So it's been a long, long stretch because it just was ugly after that with Vince. And it's so sad. And then Vince ter- terrorized Toronto for years and it was great. So that was that was probably my saddest moment but he still hasn't won a chip and also many many years of cowboys of living of a cowboys fan so <laughs> it's just been a tough life really i feel bad for you <laughs> not at all you got one hey, all right you only have hey, one hey cody's offering room on his uh Bengals bandwagon if you want to go over there no i'm riding with patrick mahomes he's my quarterback and my fantasy team so it's my guy it's my guy all right. All right, what's next, Coach? We gotta check out some One Bone shirts. Woo! All right, if you haven't been to One Bone, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I got my One Bone shirt on. This is a short sleeve hoodie that I got. Ooh. It's awesome. Love it. You can put it on any any time of the year. Works. Um, one Bone has the comfiest shirts for bigger guys that we all are. And uh, if you want to go check them out, Sports Revs 15 gets you 15% off your first order. And make sure you buy a whole bunch because they see our promo being used and that helps us out and it helps you out to get a better promo code. So check them out. Awesome. Yeah, good call. One bone, we do need colored shirts. That's what we're Yeah, for golf. Yeah. Need some colored shirts. Uh, Thanks for that, Drew. NFL, round two. Reactions, thoughts, whatever you feel like venting about. Let's talk Bucks Rams. Bucks Rams. Uh, Daniel, why don't you start us off? I think, um, you know, one of the biggest things for the Bucks was, you know, Tom Brady has been saying it for the last about four or five weeks about how they have to prepare more, they have to get ready more. And they came out against this Rams team and they weren't ready. Um, you don't really see that with a Tom Brady led team very often and uh, it's a very pivotal game. I know they're missing a lot of players due to certain circumstances with AB and injuries with Godwin and a few others to the the running the run game there. But we have to just give credit to Matthew Stafford when everything is falling apart in front of him. His running backs fumbling the ball. Cooper Cup fumbles the ball for the first time I believe all year. 
Uh, his his center snaps it five feet above his head when he's not ready. I was I, I promise you I was thinking I was thinking about that. I was thinking about like you know it's been a long time since I've seen like a center snap the ball like Tony Romo when it's it usually happened to Tony Romo when I was watching and 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 it literally happened like four um, possessions later and I was like wow. Yet Matthew Stafford stayed aggressive, pulled it out. It was incredible, incredible. Matthew Stafford is a great quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. What What are your thoughts, Drew? Anything different? Anything to yeah. add? I uh, it was twenty seven to three, and the Bucks scored. I actually texted Cody, and I was like, "I've seen this movie before," <laughs> and I fully expected the Bucks to pull this one out. And the Rams did everything in their power to let the Bucks win this game. Like this game should have been over. Like the Bucks looked bad in the first half, and uh, and you can't really blame them. They, they're dealing with so many injuries on the offensive side. Uh, Mike Evans is their only real receiving threat. Um, no real, like Fournette was back. He looked pretty good. But um, yeah, I, I like this Rams team. Um, Cooper Cup is just amazing. Like, But how you let him get that open going, like, we'll talk about it again with the Chiefs and Bills. But like, for sure, these last minute defenses you have to be more prepared for yeah like this is what you work on all week like is two minute offensive defense and uh yeah i rams deserve it they should have won the game based on how it started but i fully expected the bucks to win yeah i, I agree for sure i totally thought this was a prime for a tom brady comeback you know got the, the previous issues with ab as the background noise and then starting off slow but uh, yeah, Matthew Stafford again managed the game well, took care of his team. Uh, a little interesting that they didn't let him throw the ball a little bit at the end there, and just, just tried to run it through. Um, little questionable on that aspect, and and if if they trust Matthew Stafford to make those plays, um, especially all the fumbleitis going around. But another another indicator of how difficult it is to go back to back in the NFL. Definitely one of the hardest one of the hardest things to do, I think, in terms of winning championships. So, well, there's um, just so many guys on a team. You have to keep yeah, healthy too, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And you and you'd be clicking at the right time. And uh, we've seen it so many times teams start off super strong with the cards, and just uh, not yeah. finish strong, right? So Drew mentioned the the reverse, the... Of that, the reverse of that would be the Bengals, right? Like hitting the stride at the right time. Right. right. They're, they're right. coming to the playoffs hot, and yeah. I mean, speaking of the Bengals, why don't you start we'll talking about the... Bengals. Wait, wait, wait. I'll just say one thing. Drew mentioned the last-minute drill for the defenses need to be more prepared. Uh, the, the Rams' last-minute drill was unbelievable. It was really... Uh, a, a, you know what? Bengals and and Kansas City obviously had great last-minute drills too, but compare the Rams to the Cowboys, right? Because that's, that's more of a better comparison because they no timeouts. Rams got sacked, 40 seconds left, still gets up and moves the ball. Like, incredible stuff, right? So, um, just have to say that. Go Bengals, Titans. Yeah, Bengals, Titans, I thought this was probably the most mismatched uh, game of the weekend. And I thought the Titans, um, especially with Derrick Henry coming back, had the supreme edge, and they showed defensively like they sacked burrow how many times seven eight times nine 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 
nine times. Nine Just times. Un- unbelievable. But uh, Burrow showed that he's he's a fighter. Like he he's a guy you want to go to battle with. And uh, I don't think they played their best game. Defensively, they played really well. Um, but I wouldn't want to face the Bengals. Um, I know Kansas City's hot, but but so is Tennessee. <laughs> like Tennessee had one one out without Derrick Henry. Like like one yeah. of the last few yeah. games there. Um, so yeah, I like the Bengals team. And the thing about the Bengals is they're going to be good for five, ten years now. Like their team is so young. Yeah. And they've got a quarterback on a rookie contract. And uh, this and a durable running that, back. Like I said a couple of years ago, like you're not going to win after you pay your quarterback. But uh, but this is their window of the next three four years with yeah, Joe Burrow for sure. And you have to give props to Bengals rookie kicker for having ice in his yeah. veins and like Evan McPherson, just amazing, right? Just amazing stuff. Titans, Titans. The problem is if you're looking around at all the other teams. You're seeing Tannehill compared to these guys. Tannehill compared to Burrow. Tannehill compared to name the quarterback, and it's going to be worse. Better than Garoppolo. Yeah, it's better than Garoppolo. That's it. But the AFC is loaded with quarterbacks. Young talent. Young, 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 yeah, exactly. So if I'm Tennessee, what do you do? What do you do? I have no idea. You already paid well, Henry, right? Like, I mean, well, they built the team to run. That's what they. That's what their identity is. You don't need. You don't need a court. You don't. Need you need a game manager. Yeah. You can Is Tannehill that guy Pre- though? Is the question. With Prescott with that team. Yeah, that's that's a trouble, right? That's trouble. That's a whole other issue. That's also that's coaching, that's a lot of things. A lot of things. Why do you get like why you gotta bring up Cowboys right now? Alright? Why do you gotta bring up the Cowboys right now? CeeDee Lamb had single coverage all game. He targeted him once in the last thirty seconds. I don't know why you gotta bring up the Cowboys right now. Well, how about this? We'll flip the Green Bay San Francisco. There no, we go. I don't, I don't want That's to better. You can get you can get your revenge on this one right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll I, go first. I talked about the Packers <laughs> special teams sucking. <laughs> you did. And that you it did. was going to bite them in the butt. Yeah. That's the difference in the game. You also yeah. talked about San Fran being their kryptonite. So block block field goal and a block hunt for a touchdown. That's the, <laughs> that's the game. The defense special teams outscore their offense, which is which is Green not Bay, Green Bay's defense probably played their best game all year. So yeah. good, so good. And, so, and Rogers, Garoppolo, so what's the Garoppolo excuse? What's completed the... what like two passes? Yeah. <laughs> so what's the problem? Why did Green Bay lose this game? We all picked them to win. I don't know. I, I think they took away after the first drive. And the first drive, they just marched down the field and scored a touchdown. Yeah. The first but drive I think, was a hot knife through butter. Yeah. Then they got too conservative, right? Well, no. I think San Francisco adjusted. Mm. And Green Bay didn't. Oh, okay. San Francisco adjusted. They took away Devontae Adams. They Rogers is going to look at Devontae's way if he's triple covered over anybody else. Yeah. Something um, like 11 targets or something run, or 12. They couldn't get the running game going. A.J. Dillon got hurt. Right. Which is, in a snowy day like that, you want to give it to your big yeah. boy. Like, Start grinding. Aaron Jones had a great game. Yeah. But but they needed a bit more of that thunder and lightning. Yeah, they're uh, definitely a combo. Definitely a combo. Yeah. 
And you just got to hand it to San Fran's defense. Their offense sucked. Like, Garoppolo looks terrible. Yeah. How he's – Trey Lance can't be worse than that. <laughs> but see, here's the thing. Like, you can't just pull Garoppolo as he is right now. No. He's won, he, he wins a playoff game. You can't just put Trey Lance in. You have, kind of have to ride him, right? I know. And, and, and that's going to be a problem. What do you do if he makes the Super Bowl, right? Exactly. Is it, right? is it like a Nick Foles situation? Yeah, I think so. That's pretty much how they're treating it. I, I think mean, so. Unless they find enough during practice that Trey Lance is just a, a dud. but Or do they go out and get Aaron Rodgers? <sighs> Does he pull a Kevin Durant? That's, yo. That's, a, that's, that's interesting. Goes to San Fran after losing to San Fran. <laughs> I mean, the rumors were Brady, they were going to go for Brady last year. He loves Brady's, California. Brady's retired. Brady's gone. He's no, lost no. California. The last after he left New England. Oh yeah, right. They, that well, was. The... I thought Green Bay should have accepted the trade offer San Fran offered them at the at the draft. Yeah, wow. big time. Because wow. they could have got Kyle Pitts they and Garoppolo, and a, and another first round and pick. another first. Like that's ridiculous for next for this year. Yeah, it would have been it would have been insane. Then they they would have been set for the next five years because their team's like well, good now. They're not Devon, in a rebuild. Devonte Adams and Kyle Pitts. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do with Robert Tanyan? Well, he's been hurt the whole year, anyways. Yeah, You'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. It's true. But too. Yeah. Anyways, you got to hand it to San Fran's defense. Uh, I don't know what. I don't know. I have no explanation yeah. on the offense, but I do know that Aaron Rodgers plays off the running game. It's true because you got to get the play action going. They weren't biting on any play action because they they weren't running the ball. I can't remember who said it. Someone said after uh, Mercedes Lewis did that had a fumble. It's like it kind of shook the whole game and yeah, because he doesn't do that. It's like TSN turning point right there. You got to be able to you know handle well, the stuff falling around you. A lot so. of guys fumbled too. Yeah. Um. The highlight of the weekend. Let's go. Leave leave it that. Yeah. Casey Bill. This is the best football game I've ever watched. So Hands good. down. Hands down. Except if you're a defensive guy and a defensive coordinator. No, no. <laughs> this, is, this is football direct play at its finest. Yeah, that's right. It's true. It is true. I don't think I've seen any quarterback play as well as Josh Allen and go home this early in the playoffs. It's... I... I think I said that game was over about four or five times in the last two minutes. <laughs> All right, now it's over. Yeah. All right, now it's over. No, 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 now it's over. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. It was just absolutely incredible. Gabriel Davis. Oh, my Four touchdowns <laughs> never been done before. That's insane. It's insane. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to conceptualize that because you think of Jerry Jerry Rice as having yeah, every, his record, name up. Yeah. every record. Every <laughs> record. And this guy just goes and boom. And then did you see him part? shake the guy? Like literally broke the guy's ankles. Oh, that was that man. That was amazing. I was, I was saying, how is this guy that this wide open? They go to the replay and the guy's just ball. amazing. He sent. Oh man, I I think when you think of this game, everyone's talking about the overtime rules, overtime, 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 and how they need to change this. And you know, I, what do you guys think first? I'll, I'll, if it was reversed, KC fans should be saying the exact same thing. Yeah, Josh Allen said the same thing, right? Like it, it, it I'm not sure what the actual uh, solution is here, because 
it, but this it is, is already a compromise. Yeah, it is playoffs, but football, unlike other sports, you can't like in hockey. You can go, you can go down to three on three, and keep the integrity of the game because players are tired, or whatever. In football, you can't just go seven on seven, right? And and the whole rest thing becomes a thing, and it's like, it's it's. Uh, I'm not even. I, I don't know what the competition committee is going to do. I don't even know if they need to do anything, right? As a football team, you should be able to trust your defense to get something, especially in the playoffs, right? You should be able to get, you trust your defense to get a stop. Especially at 13 seconds left. Just saying. You, well, hey, you squib kick that? That runs off time? Yeah, I think that, that... That was a dumb call. I think... Well, I don't even know if it was the call because McDermott said after the game it comes down to the execution. So maybe he did ask... We don't kick ball. Like, yeah. how do we know that he didn't try to kick it to the one yard line? Like, what what is yeah, the real difference fair. between? That's fair. But I'd rather. But have... I I do agree that you gotta, especially with Tyreek Hill, not he wasn't on the field then. So, I don't care who else has the ball. Yeah. So you kick it to them, let them take off at least four or five seconds. Yeah. Right. So what's your thought on the think... overtime, Drew? Well, I I, I was listening. AJ Hawk brought something up interesting that I forgot about that football, like NFL rules used to be just first points. Like you could just walk down and kick a field goal and win. Mm-hmm. So yeah, right. this is actually already a compromise. Like defense, hold them to at least a field goal and you give your team a chance. Yeah, that's... So I I don't know. Like the rules are the rules. I obviously in the moment would have liked to see Josh Allen get a chance. True. Yeah. yeah. But I think if the Bills went down and scored a touchdown, I wouldn't have wanted Patrick Mahomes to have a chance. Like as a like Fan. I was pulling for the Bills for sure. For like, sure. I I'm just thinking like if you think of of the next week, right? If this team has to play an extra quarter, it's already on Sunday compared to the team they're playing that played on Saturday, right? Like that's that's already unfair advantage. There's so much risk and injury and all that, right? So I think the defense is an equal part to the football, even though the rules are now obviously favoring quarterback and offensive play. But hey, keep it the same. I like it. Stop complaining something about. Something I was it. thinking about. Something I was thinking about though, uh, just comparing these two quarterbacks. Like, take away the weapons that they both have. Like, who do you who who would you rather start your franchise with? Because I I seriously think Josh Allen is the guy. And, and if you ask this question last year or even two years ago. It, it wouldn't even be close. It's not even close. Whatever the answer is, is... Is wrong. Because, I mean... Like, I, think have... it, I, think it's, I think it's unfair. Like, I know Patrick Mahomes is heralded. He's won an MVP, all credit to him, Super Bowl. But look at the weapons that he has. Like, yeah. he's got one of the best receivers and the best tight end. And, yeah, yeah like, they've got Stefan Diggs on on uh, the Bills, but really, like... It's not the same. To make Gabriel Davis look that good, like... For sure. Does does Mahomes do that for any mediocre receivers? Does he make mediocre people look that good? I don't know. Maybe his mediocre people aren't as mediocre. Who knows? Tyreek Hill's the fastest guy on the planet. Like I know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. No, there's, yeah, I think there's definitely debate there. I'm just saying I don't think you can go wrong with Mahomes or I just look Allen. at the dual threat of Allen. Like, 
the grittiness of Allen's runs. Like, yeah. they just give him the ball and say, go get a first down. Oh, yeah. He's a big dude, though, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, Did you see him truck? Oh, like, he hurt. Yeah. Like, he just... That was amazing. amazing. I, I don't know if I texted you, Dan, but I'm like, he, he just truck stick that guy, like, from Madden. Like, he just leaned his shoulder Unreal. into him. Unreal. Like, yeah. yeah. Anyways. Briefly, let's just talk about uh, defense at the end there, at the end of the fourth quarter. What were your thoughts? The could the Bills have done anything differently? Well, in the overtime, or no, fourth quarter, thirteen seconds. I think we talked about it a I, bit, but well, yeah, I, I think guarding the sidelines is dumb. They had two, or they had at least two timeouts, and they rushed four people. Why are they rushing four? <laughs> Makes no sense. I think you just, I think you guard the fifty-yard line like it is the end zone. Like, yeah, hundred percent. That's it. No, so that's it. I think that's. All we know is that just we, heat of the moment, bad decision. We have another decade of this, and this is so exciting. Yeah. Well, let's hope. Good. Let's hope. And her, throw Herbert in there too. Yeah. Oh, then, yeah. There's lots of great quarterbacks now. AFC's loaded with quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of that next wave coming through. Uh, let's take a quick peek at next week. We have Rams and San Fran. Thoughts? It's a wrap. This is a wrap. Jimmy G's going home. Oh, okay. Done. Okay. Wow. That was really quick. This is the last the this is the last game it's, Jimmy G plays no, for San Fran. No, it's it's hard to count out San Fran in this game because the Rams are a worse version of the Packers. In my mind. Look at look at it. Yeah. Matthew right? Matthew Stafford's not as good as Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I I, I think that 49ers defense is going to give Matthew Stafford. He's going to be hoping, thinking he's back in Detroit. <laughs> I don't know. It's I just think that because it'll be in a warm, it's going to be not warm conditions. You know, players are going to be it's able. A, it's a, it's basically a 49ers home game. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm just saying, you know, I think. A lot of I think the conditions played a lot, actually negatively for the offenses against Green Bay San Fran. So I think the offenses are going to have more success this Sunday, or whatever they play. And this leaves the Rams to jump ahead. I don't think Cam Akers is going to fumble the ball twice. And um, yeah, I just I'll, I'll give you one number, one number, six. The Rams have lost to the San Francisco 49ers. Six times in a row. Yeah, Mike Shanahan has his number. So while while I do see, you know, that's a lot of times. A lot of times, right? And the, I do see that you know the Rams are, are clicking right now for sure. But this defense is going to be healthier than it was last week. Both is a beast. Right? Amazing. I think and I think Fred, it's going to be Fred Warner's. Yeah, like those are two of the best defensive players in the league. And then you toss in that is that Drew's right. It's basically a San Francisco whole game. Okay, but 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 that defense on the Rams side is also nasty. Von Miller, Aaron Von Donald, not nasty anymore? Huh? Aaron Donald, Von Miller is not nasty anymore. Okay, well he had a nasty he game last game. Wears those hipster glasses, and he's not he's an opportunist nasty. at this point, Daniel. He's an opportunist. And Aaron I Donald look, creates look, those for everybody. I look for George Kittle to have a huge game. Yeah, I think so. But okay, so you guys got 49ers? I got 49ers. Oh, because no, I'm I'm picking the Rams because last week I picked 
against the 49ers and they won. So I got I got to stick with my pick. So I'm picking against the 49ers. Oh, okay. I'm so picking you're... 49ers low scoring game. Using sports logic, coach. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Um, for our picks last week, Drew won the Saturday. I won the Sunday. He won Saturday more than I did because he picked the Bengals. But so I picked the Bengals. Yeah. yeah. But I had the I had all of Sunday right. So technically, you know, who did better? Me, but... I don't think anyone did very well this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, one three. That's a wrap. Yeah. Um, that's our football talk. We will skip the AFC game just for some sake of time here. But um, commercial. Uh, train to invest. If you're looking for another source of income, if you're looking to uh, find your next challenge in life, if you're you know kind of at the retirement age, or if you have no idea what to do with your savings and retirements, check us out, www.traintoinvest.com, train, the number two, invest.com, and download our free ebook. See what we're all about, uh, Bible-based way uh, on sharing our faith to and helping you grow your retirement and growing your investing and giving you a new outlook on the stock market. A lot of people look at the stock market and they think, hey, it's a bit of a gamble, it's a casino. Well, uh, I challenge that thought 100%. And many, and I can point to all of our clients, many of whom are, are doing quite well right now and have done quite well for a long period of time. So www.traintoinvest.com, train, the number two, invest.com. Read the free ebook, check us out. Um, topic number two. Uh, again, not one of the biggest things that Dan and I are, are aware about, but uh, that's why that's why we got Drew on, on board here. Uh, MLB Hall of Fame. Uh, they yeah. closed they closed voting over the last, the last yesterday, right? Yeah, they finished, so- they finished voting. Um, the only reason I bring this up is because it just seems ridiculous that um, two of the best players of all time are not in the Hall of Fame. Now, I was under the impression that they couldn't get in. Joel found a way that they can sneak in. But, um, yeah, these guys both should have been first ballot Hall of Famers. And they and they, and they the reason why they don't is over steroid use and stuff like that. But they just voted in yesterday, David Ortiz, on his first ballot. Like, it, it just seems hypocritical. It seems like they've got a grudge against Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. Again, Barry Bonds, just looking at the stats, he's, it's inarguable, best player of all time. He's, he has over 400 steals. He has 762 home runs. Uh, like, just gold gloves, best defensive player, hitter. He, how good Barry Bonds was, I don't know if you guys know this, but in a playoff game, they walked him with the bases loaded. That's an insane story. That's an insane story. I, yeah. I think one of the, the biggest questions we have to ask ourselves is, is the MLB Hall of Fame supposed to be judging the morality of baseball? I don't think they are. Because then you'd have to go back to guys like Ty Cobb and all these all these guys who are terrible. Like, yeah comes out now they're terrible guys and you'd have to kick them out no you judge it on baseball and this was the era call it whatever era you want uh call it the steroid era if you want but the the hall of fame is a museum and how do you have a museum without your yeah leading home run hitter roger clemens has like five or six cy young awards for best picture of the year uh two of them were for the blue jays and right he only picked for them two years 
and uh, yeah, I just think it's ridiculous. No, I, I agree, and I mean, sure, PEDs, steroids, obviously broke the rules, but let's be honest, they weren't the only ones. And to to say that we were taking a hard stance, you're clearly not. David Ortiz was just a DH. I was reading something on ESPN, like his, his numbers are good, amazing as a DH. They're amazing. But it seems to me, and some of the article writer, um, his personality and cult following really pushed him in. And it's, it'll be interesting to see as uh, the older voters get phased out and new voters get in, the impact of PEDs will have on their thought process. Alex Rodriguez is the next big name up there. He, our, he, uh, our, this was his first year of eligibility. Right, and he had like what, 33? 30, 33%. Yeah, you need 75 to get it. It's about the same that, that Bonds and Clemens got on their first ballot. And, and my whole thing is, yeah, like, yeah, it was an era of baseball. But I think we need to be honest that that era saved baseball. Like, that's that how era, I started watching a little bit and paying the attention late, the late through 90s, those guys, those, those home run chases, Mark McGuire, Sammy. So like, that, that was saved baseball. big time. That was much watched TV. McGuire coming up the bat. Sosa coming up the bat, the, like the race. You're right. Like, it, it it really saved baseball just because it was boring. Baseball was boring before that. And I'm, and I'm not saying you had to cheat to make things interesting, but again, everybody was doing it. Yeah. Call it for what it is. Yeah. If you want to if you want to put them in and say it was during the P, like we have the dead ball era, we have the like, just call it Yeah, you know, be whatever you want. Because I mean, you can always re you can rewrite history the way you want it. But leaving, I think, leaving these guys out is uh, a, a real, a real farce and a fallacy. And uh... and it's a slippery slope because now that you're letting in guys who have been caught, like what's the line then? Like exactly. they only did it once. Like <laughs> no, agreed, agreed. Um, any thoughts on this, Daniel? Maybe on the morality side or? Well, I think you guys hit the nail on the head for pretty much everything. Um, I'm with you. And come on, baseball, let these guys in. Yeah, make baseball fun again. Make baseball fun again. I love that. I love that. Make you, all right. All right, uh, fi final commercial before we wrap up here. Got it. Yeah. All right, all right. This, uh, this organization's near and dear to my heart because it is called Urban Hope. It is our mentorship program that I, get to, that I got to create here in downtown Toronto. It's an opportunity for kids to uh, learn mentorship skills and put those mentorship skills into play with helping other kids. So it's kids helping kids. And, and uh, our dear coach over here is starting a basketball program that's going to be helping some kids uh, create some opportunities for some kids that can't afford to play basketball at the next level. And uh, what we're going to do is uh, this Urban Hope program that's created, coach is going to uh, has his coaching staff already. Um, we're just working on getting some gym time once COVID lightens up. And uh, we're going to fundraise every dollar for the kids uh, not to have to pay anything. All they're going to do is put in some volunteer time where a coach is going to teach them uh, on and off the court lessons. And it's going to be a great, amazing opportunity for them. 
Uh, Our Urban Hope runs with kids and youth as well, and we have different programs that go out throughout the whole year, including summer camps. So if you're interested in contributing to that, you can check out thesportsreverence.com. You can see our sponsors page. You can actually see all the sponsors that we have there, and uh, you can give that way. So thank you very much. Awesome, awesome. Great, great cause, and not just because we're involved in it, but giving hope to people who need it. Um, Yeah, last topic of the day. It's also kind of interesting that we timed it this way because of the playoff exit, but uh, Aaron Rodgers, lots of stuff surrounding this guy, whether it's COVID, whether it's retirement, whether it's, you know, uh, his way he phrases things, kind of kind of gone counterculture, right, to what athletes are supposed to do and say. Uh, so wait, wait, I, got, I got this. I got this. I got this. Yeah, yeah. There was a convoy of people that are rooting for him to just leave because he wasn't vaccinated. I'll just say it, that they're a convoy of people rooting for Aaron Rodgers to lose because of his vaccination status, including his MVP chances um, were being slighted because openly uh, there's a MVP voter who said, I'm not voting for this guy because he's a jerk and um, I have feelings towards this. It has nothing to do with football. He said, oh, because of his... Um, uh, because he didn't get vaccinated, he cost his team uh, a game off, and uh, that disqualifies him from being an MVP. All I know is this, okay? He came with legitimate research, legitimate concerns. He didn't, he didn't tell, he told his whole teammates, he told his organization, and he stood up for what he believes in, and he's still standing up for what he believes in. He was forced to, but he's still doing it, and I respect that. I don't believe in any kind of mandate where someone is putting their body in jeopardy. And then, and that's just how I feel. And um, so kudos to Aaron Rodgers. I, 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 I'm sad people are uh, rooting for him to lose because of this decision with his own body. It doesn't affect anyone else. But this is where we're at in this world. A convoy of people want Aaron Rodgers. We're excited Aaron Rodgers exited the playoffs because of that. Yeah, and it's sad because that's sort of what I thought as soon as the loss happened. It wasn't like, oh, I'm sad my favorite team lost. It's like, oh, what are they going to be saying <laughs> about him? Come, and I was, I'm about halfway through the Pat McAfee interview from Tuesday, but yeah, like he's been open and honest the whole time. If people actually took the time to listen to a whole conversation and not just headlines that people pick and choose out of it yeah he's a crusty guy he's always been crusty with the media and he's always been counterculture and, and i i fully respect him for um doing what he's doing and uh yeah i i hope he stays in green Bay. that's my last comment <laughs> it's here, here's the thing too though, like aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. Like, he's not just all of a sudden flipping the script. Like you're saying, he's always been crushed with the media. And him taking him, and I like what you said about him being forced to expand on his stance. It's nobody's business at the end of the day, right? I know, I know Whitlock was ripping on Tom Brady for not coming out and saying his stance, but it shouldn't matter. Like, if you are stressing about and professional athletes ability to handle COVID you are <coughs> focusing on the wrong thing for most let's go 99% of all the professionals 
are in peak athletic condition. If they were to get COVID, it would be very minimal for them. My me having diabetes is a different story. I'm prone to that. So I gotta be more careful, right? And what is really strange to me is Big Ben got COVID. He was vaccinated. Did we vilify him? There have been players all across the league who got vaccinated, still got COVID, but but they're okay. In the playoffs, the NFL stopped testing. Why did they do that? Vaccinated and unvaccinated, they just stopped testing, right? It's all, at the end of the day, the NFL doesn't care about your vaccinated status. What they care about is making money, right? So your, your political tweets about how Aaron Rodgers should lose because of so-and-so makes absolutely garbage sense. And this whole conversation about COVID really is a personal matter. And the, the one more thing that kind of I got from Drew's, what Drew was saying is, or I think Daniel, sorry, we said the one, one uh, voter said, oh, I'm not going to vote for him because he's unvaccinated, basically. What's the next step? Oh, I'm not going to vote for him because he's a Republican. I'm not going to vote for him because, you know, he's against abortion. Like, you can't bring politics or anything like that into it. You got to, same thing with the Hall of Fame. You got to look at what are the stats. If Aaron Rodgers had the best season of anybody in the league, regardless if he's blue, he should be MVP. End of story. And I think you're right, Drew. People are talking about headlines, trying to sell ad space. It's all about who's got the Benjamins at the end of the day. Yeah, guys, I love that. And, um, you know, I think there's lots more conversation to be had about this. And pick, pick it up next week with a few other things that I want to add in because it's all sports related. Now all this sports and politics are mashed so i think it's time for us to just have some more of these conversations and um you know let's share the other bit a bit of the other side because uh there's usually one side that's being uh propelled and, and showed in our media so uh well, i would I love to challenge that with you i think that's what i appreciate the most about aaron Rodgers coming out is like up until now we had like kyrie irving who <laughs> you know it's a little dicey to touch that one like yeah you know, you, you say you support Kyrie Irving, all of a sudden you're a flat earther, right? Like, so Aaron Rodgers fully, like, support him. Like, if you listen to that whole interview, like, he went through detail after detail of what doctors he consulted. It wasn't just Joe Rogan. Like, he yeah. went through all these medical professionals he consulted with and dealt with the the allergy that he had to the Moderna, like the mRNA and like, I don't know. I don't know how people can actually listen to him and say, yeah. Oh, he's needs to be vilified, but it was well know. thought out and it was meticulous. Yeah. And if you disagree, you disagree. That's your right. But like, and, and, and you can tell he's done talking about it. Like he does yeah. not want to talk about it anymore. And as much as the media has to say on everything, we know that there is a convoy of people that are standing up for what they believe in and not mandates and things like that. So that's something, you know, we can't just, uh, um, there's one interview I saw 
where um, it was uh, TJ Mo on the Whitlock podcast where he's talking about uh, um, peer pressure is basically what the, the scientific study was about. And it was one person and eight other people and um, the seven other people or eight other people were given the uh, a, a multiple. There was all multiple choice. Eight, eight of the other people were given an answer to have and, and the one person was able to see it. Um, and the, what happened in that study is that that person saw the other people choose the wrong answer in the multiple choice, but yet that person still went for it. When one person, when they, they did the second, the second test is they had one person change their answer to the right answer of the multiplication, uh, multiple choices. Um, when one person stood up and chose the right answer, 75% of the people chose uh, that that was the guest. Seventy five percent of the people chose the correct answer instead of going with the rest of the crowd. So when we have our voices and stand up, it makes a difference. Um, I've personally tested that in one of my Facebook groups that I'm very frustrated in, and it worked. I think so. Uh, that's my challenge to you guys. Uh, challenge to the rest of you guys: don't be afraid to speak. Uh, speak the truth. I don't think about. I don't care about your truth. It's the truth is what the truth is. Okay, and uh, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. Spicy. <sighs> Sorry. Getting too intense here, ain't I? I Go just, lo- just love convoys, all right? I'm just a big convoy guy. Go truckers. Go truckers. Yeah. My goodness. That's a, that's a whole other story. We, we stand with you. Yeah. I think we're all wearing trucker hats next uh, pod, so uh, let's do it. All right, let's wrap it up, guys. Thanks for another great show. Uh, Make sure you guys subscribe and like us right now on the YouTube channel. You can actually give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Go ahead and do that. And uh, we're going to be back next week. A bunch of fun topics, and uh, we're going to get into it again. So thanks again. Stay tuned, and peace out, world. Peace.